0: Hello and welcome to Crime Time FM and the latest episode of Barry's Blu-rays. I'm Barry Forshaw. I'm the author of such books as British Crime Film, Italian Cinema, Sex and Film, British Gothic Cinema, and I am the editor of Crime Time. But I spend a lot of time, as well as writing about crime fiction and film, in um, providing extras for Blu-rays for companies such as Arrow, Indicator, Eureka, 88101, Studio Canal vision. and um, these consist of booklet essays and uh, sometimes two-camera extras, sometimes commentaries. I've actually been doing it for quite a while, and I've always been slightly overextended, and I think that's the way one should be. You should always have more more jobs than you can comfortably cope with, as long as you can sort of keep your head above water. I suppose I started with early things, such as a complete set of the Dalglish Chronicles, which I've talked about before on this um, in this programme, which I think I did for uh, Network. Uh, the complete May Gray, uh, also for Network, which was the Michael Gambon season. I don't know if anybody's been watching the recent uh, Rowan Atkinson, which for me, I know it has its admirers, doesn't work because Rowan Atkinson is trying very hard not to be a comedian, and has made Megre a rather a character. I think uh, Michael Gambon, of the British actors who've tackled the role, really got it right. I also talked recently about The Killing, the various versions of The Killing. Obviously, the original uh, Scandinavian version, which I did things for, for Arrow, quite a lot for Arrow, interviewed uh, all the creative personnel, the director, the writer, and obviously the stars. And also for um, Arrow, The Killing by Stanley Kubrick, which um, is one of the great heist movies. It was really made before Stanley Kubrick became Stanley Kubrick. Uh, for uh, Indicator, I did uh, things for the San Valentines Day Massacre, the Roger Corman film, which is one of the best of the gangster films. And for Eureka, I did the, this Gun for Hire, which is actually the film version of A Gun for Sale by Graham Greene he didn't like it uh, and i suppose you could argue that it's a bit of a travesty of his his book but it works very well on its own terms before i get on to the current batch of blu-ray releases which is really what this current uh, program is about the only other thing i'd mention is that i did for also for arrow the cat and nine tails the, the booklet um uh, one of the earlier Dario Argento films, which is sort of a cross between the giallo, the gruesome thrillers, and a detective story. Uh, it's now being issued in the very handsome 4K uh, box in which they reuse my um, my booklet essay. Uh, if you haven't seen 4K, admittedly the discs are a little pricey, one has to admit that. The actual effect when, when viewed upon 4K equipment is like having watched something through a curtain, which you then draw aside. The The, the look of the thing is is, is quite astonishing. Um, I'm currently working on a, an essay for 101 films for a reissue of the horror film Hell Night with Linda Blair. So they asked me to do haunted houses on film. And that was a real labor of love. So I was able to discuss a lot of my favorite uh, films, a lot of which are. British. The Innocence, the film of Henry James' Turn of the Screw, directed by Jack Clayton. The Haunting, directed by Robert Wise, based on Shirley Jackson's Haunting of Hill House. Uh, the Ealing film Dead of Night, which has, it's you might say, its haunted house, and lots of others, including obviously American ones. Uh, but part of the reason for this uh, little uh, column that I'm giving you, this spoken column, is to talk about what's currently available in the way of uh, new Blu-rays in, in terms of the um, the crime idiom. Now, the current batch of Blu-rays and DVDs is a very handsome and very collectible uh, bunch. I know people are talking about the death of the collectible medium, the death of what you might call hard copy films because of the popularity of streaming. And certainly it's affected certain areas such as Amazon have have withdrawn their their rental system of of discs, although there are companies uh, such as Cinema Paradiso who still provide uh, rental discs. I personally think that there are enough people who are film collectors out there for the medium to still be in maybe not the rudest of health, but relatively rude health for quite some time to come. There are a lot of people who regard films as like, uh, as Joseph Losey once described his film as Modesty Blaze as a paper handkerchief movie. In other words, you blew your nose on it and you threw it away. I don't think a lot of people regard their favourite films in that fashion. Certainly there are films we want to see and we're happy to stream them and watch them once and let them vanish into the ether. But there are films that you want to collect. And I think there are enough people to, uh, to make that continue for quite some time. So... What do we have in the current batch? Well, we have one of the um, possibly the best of all British espionage novels, which has been now uh, available on Blu-ray from Eureka, which is Martin Ritz's The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. I think Le Carre's The Spy Who Came In From The Cold is the finest of all modern espionage novels. The narrative that tragic British spy Alec Nemus it achieves a genuinely tragic dimension. There's not another novel in the genre that uh, has plotting as as consummate as this, with every piece of sleight of hand played on both the characters and the reader, supremely satisfying. And I wonder if the popularity and the massive popularity of the genre that now enjoys, shortly after his death owes something to Martin Ritz's perfectly honed uh, adaptation of the novel, All the key elements of the source novel are incorporated into the top-notch Paul Dane screenplay. And, of course, the icing on the cake of the film of The Spy Who Came in the Cold is Richard Burton as Lemus. Now, as everybody knows, too often the actor, and he admitted it himself, made unfortunate choices in his films. And, in fact, he was all too aware of this. But he thankfully seized this particular opportunity with both hands and the Masters of Cinema uh, series, has issued it for the first time in a restored, high-definition digital transfer, which looks and sounds fantastic. There is a new version, a new television version on route, but um, it's gonna have to be bloody good to, to be better than this definitive film. A current uh, trend that anybody who uh, looks at Crime Time, either online or in other ways, will know that is very healthy and very welcome is the reissue of the great film noir from the 40s and 50s onwards? There are several ongoing series. In fact, all the great film noir are pretty well available now, things like The Big Heat, Fritz Lang. Um, Arrow have four film noir classics. They're not all copper bottom classics, but they're all interesting. Uh, they are The Dark Mirror, Secret Beyond the Door. Force of Evil and the Big Combo, and if I tell you uh, anyone who knows about film, I'm just about to tell you the directors are Robert Shodmak, Fritz Lang, Abraham Polanski, Joseph H. Lewis. I mean, really, if you know your if you know your onions in terms of film noir, you know that that makes those films very watchable indeed. Um, it's time is is kind to popular genres. It's popular genres, which were once held in in relatively low esteem, so when Dashiell Hammett and uh, Raymond Chandler were Writing their remarkable private eye novels, they were they were considered low grade stuff, shockers. The way John Buchan in this country was once called a, a cheap shocker before he was taken very seriously. Uh, but look at the claim that those writers, Hammett and Chandler, now enjoy routinely. And I think the same might be said of the great American film noir classics of the forties and fifties. Of course, the term film noir is um, coined by the French. The French were the first to spot the actual quality of many a popular genre. The French were first, for instance, who didn't take Alfred Hitchcock at his own reckoning of just an entertainer. They saw him as a more profound uh, artist and they uh, changed the perception of him as a filmmaker. But back to film noir. So these American film noir classics of the 40s and 50s, they were perceived at the time as audience pleasing material of no lasting value. But now in these spruced-up editions from Arrow, they are the gems of the field. So in The Dark Mirror, directed by Robert Shodmack, Olivia de Havilland plays identical twin sisters, and as is par for the course in such cases, one is good and one is evil. Secret Beyond the Door, as I said, is not. Fritz Lang at his very best, that would be the big heat. But his riff on both the Bluebeard legend and Daphne du Maurier's Rebecca, Abraham Polanski's Force of Evil is one of the ironclad classics of the genre. It's written in blank verse, and anyone who knows it will remember certain lines. It is so well written. Polonsky, of course, was a, a victim of the HUAC, uh, red, the Red Scare of the time, and his career was curtailed, but he did produce this great masterpiece in Force of Evil, uh, which has um, John Garfield, a, a lawyer John Garfield, and it's extremely well done. Uh, I would say that those four are particularly good and should be worth your time. But then there are other things coming. So from Indicator, they have the ongoing series of Columbia noir. And the latest, uh, number three, has the films Johnny O'Clock, The Dark Past, Convicted, Between Midnight and Dawn, which is a supremely meaningless title. It's a film when one sees it, and it's actually quite good. But you'd realize, oh, I don't remember it because of that unmemorable title. And The Sniper, possibly the best film in this particular series, and City of Fear. Um, If not every film is is a classic, as some of the earlier ones have been in the series, these are all very accomplished. And um, they are buttressed, as always, with, indicated by, excellent commentaries, and uh, not me in this case, but they've got some very good people doing them. And they're all worth your time. The sniper's particularly interesting. It's it's produced by by Stanley Kramer. In a way, it is a it's it's a problem picture, which is what he was famous for making. Uh, but it isn't it isn't lecturing, and it works extremely well as a thriller. Same company, Indicator, has a for someone to watch you over me, the Ridley Scott film. And if you're a Ridley Scott fan, maybe you need to look at this again. If like me, you looked at it initially and thought, well, it's okay. It looks a hell of a lot better now. It's still not among his very best work, but it's extremely good and of interest to admirers of of Ridley Scott. Uh, I mentioned earlier four K, and I suppose uh, one should strongly recommend Battle Royale and Battle Royale Two, a new uh, Arrow set, uh, which is um most people will know these films in which there's a very radical solution to juvenile delinquency, which is to give young people guns and send them out to kill each other. Uh, it looks quite amazing. 4K doesn't always have a radical effect on the films to which it's applied but it certainly does in this case. Uh, Battle Royale 2 is is a, a very energetic sequel. Uh, back to Indicator, Irreversible. Well, Irreversible, the Gaspar Noé film which is extremely grueling and not as they used to say for the squeamish, is now reversible. If you remember the film, if you're one of the people that was able to deal with the extensive, unremitting, grueling rape, and then the very gruesome revenge, which is practiced on
1: a man who is not the
0: rapist, uh, you will remember that the, the film is is played backwards. The events of the film are, the chronology is in reverse. I think Gaspar Noé was was influenced by Harold Pinter's betrayal, which had done this very uh, thing. Uh, what this new set from Indicator uh, offers is a reversed irreversible. So you can, in fact, now watch the film with a chronology correctly straightened out, which is how I watched it this time. It's still very hard to watch. It's still unremitting. It still has a strange air of shambolicness about it, which is possibly makes its grittiness even more disturbing, rather like the way one saw the early horror films on video which were not particularly good picture, but their very grittiness and difficulty watching them made them seem that much edgier. Irreversible is whether you watch it as the director intended or as in this new reverse chronology one, is still uh, a scarifying experience. Finally, I just mentioned from uh, Arrow, there is something coming from the producer Michael McKenzie, who is a, a particularly good crime novelist himself, uh, which is uh, a, a box set of the years of lead Italian crime films, Poliziotteschi, which I've done quite a bit on, but I will talk about them another time. And I'll be back soon to talk about other new Blu-rays that you really should be paying attention to. Thank you, Barry. That was exceptionally interesting. Barry will be back at the end of June with another selection of DVDs and box sets for us to take note of. He'll also have an interview lined up, but there'll be more about that later. Thank you very much again for listening to Crime Time FM. Bye.